Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. We're here at Christmas time. We, have, we normally have a, a service that commemorates and celebrates Christmas, and uh, we, we know that there are those today that have various views about Christmas and when, the Christ, uh, when Christ was born and December 25th. The fact of the matter is that he was born. That's why I want to talk to you tonight. I want to go back to the Christmas story, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I want you to join with me. Amen. We're going to the book of Luke, chapter 2, and we're going to read a portion of the Christmas story. Verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David. Mark that. Which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house of the lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, fear not, for behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Oh, Lord, we thank you, God, today for this amazing truth. Lord, we know, Lord, that the answer for humanity was formated, Lord, before the beginning of time, but came to pass in a manger, Lord, in a stable with, Lord, a, a, a young Mary, Lord, and a, a child being born that would change the course of all human history. And we're going to give you the praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Now, bless our 
our word, Lord, tonight. Let your word be anointed to us. Bless, Lord, your people in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about this simple phrase, unto you. Unto you. The story of Christ is a magnificent story. We find the hope of the ages became a reality and it was embodied in a baby. Strange way to come into a world, but it did. Heaven's dream was dramatized in a manger, born at precisely the right time in human history. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The truth became incarnate, changed history and humanity. What is this doctrine of incarnation? We talk about it. We speak about the incarnation. Uh, and while the word may not be found in Scripture, the teaching and the truth of it is. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Let's start in that verse, and I want to go from, from the end back to the beginning in breaking this down. He is Christ the Lord. Sarah called Abraham Lord out of respect and honor. Magistrates and leaders called, were called Lord out of respect and honor. When Luke records the angelic messenger saying, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, it was not just merely a phraseology of respect. It was more than just a term of honor. It was bigger than that. The statement, Christ the Lord, is connected to the Shema of the Old Testament. And that is in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He is born unto you. Christ is born unto you. Christ the Lord. The same Lord, not a different Lord, the same Lord born in Bethlehem. Amen. Let's look at it further. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 6. But to us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. The incarnation of Jesus Christ refers to the one Lord God of the Old Testament became manifest in Jesus as a baby, the Word of God, a man made flesh. We find in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5 it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. To qualify as a mediator, one must have a proper connectivity between both sides. Has to be able to pave the way from one side to be able to be mediated to the other side and speak to. Amen. I like how Pastor John Carroll draws an analogy from the, the techno term to, to, to point this out. He said, the man Christ Jesus 
became the user interface to allow God to plug the man and man to plug into God. The man, Christ Jesus, had to be born, but he was more than just a man, for the Bible says that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In the, in the coronation, in the birth of Jesus Christ, in God manifesting himself in flesh, we find the complete connection for redemption and restoration of our relationship was based upon this, for he is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. The incarnation is something that has been banted about and debated, but I want to tell you, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily is still the truth, and he is Lord. He is Christ the Lord. Another thing you need to know about him is that he is Savior. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, we find that the angels stood before Joseph and said these words. Look at, look at Matthew 1 and 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary, to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus why? For he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ, came so that he would be manifested in a way to rightly redeem us from our sins. 1 John 3, 5. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins. There you go. He was manifest. He was born. He was born in this world manifest presence of God to take away our sins. The apostle Paul said, this is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And Paul said, of whom I am chief. Amen. There is no redemption without Christ. Hallelujah is the promise that was said from Abraham. God brought to Israel a savior, Jesus. Acts 13, 23. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 1 John 4, 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Amen. I want to tell you this evening, he came to be the Savior of the world and to be the spotless lamb that would be both sacrifice and priest to offer that. The Bible said that he is born this day. For unto you is born this day. The promise was given in Matthew 1 and 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with this. I read a statistic some years ago now, many years ago now, where that a lot of the theologians and the uh, uh, seminaries of, of uh, different denominations no longer teach 
the validity of the virgin birth. No longer teach the deity of Jesus Christ. Amen. Why are we getting so far from truth? It's because it, it begins with things like this. He is born of a virgin. The very first miracle is that he was born of a virgin. Amen. Christ incarnate, Messiah, God manifested the flesh, hope personified in a baby. Jesus is the one God of Deuteronomy 6 and 4 taking on a position of flesh. Isaiah had prophesied this very thing in Isaiah 7 and 14, hundreds of years before. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The same thing that happened in, in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. His name shall be called Emmanuel. And it is define God with us. God with us. Oh, praise be to the Lord. The glorious reality of the virgin birth is a miracle that should still capture our all today. He's born in the city of David. He's born in the city of David. Micah 5 and 2 prophesied. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel whose going forth hath been from old, from everlasting. The Bible stipulated that he would be born of the tribe of Judah. Genesis 49 and 10. He would be the son of David. 2 Samuel 7 and 12. And then Micah prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem. But he lived in Nazareth. And it took a, a, an act of taxation to bring him a man and his expected uh, uh, wife to come from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem. Why? To fulfill the prophecy that he would come from the city of David. He was born at the right time according to Daniel 9 and 26 and Galatians 4 and 4. Do you realize today that Jesus' birth and his life fulfilled over 350 Old Testament prophecies that he synchronized his reality with the prophetic word of hundreds of years before. If that doesn't make him the Christ, then we are sadly mistaken. And so we find that the story tells us about as he was born in the same country, there were shepherds working in the field, abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared. That must have been a spectacular encounter. Lowly shepherds. Shepherds were considered at that time the least of those on the rung of society. The least. And the shepherd said, I've got great news for you. Great joy. Good news. Glad tidings. Which shall be to all people. Oh, I would underline that in my Bible. All people. All people. Amen. Somebody say amen on your group me right now. Say amen on, uh, on YouTube right now. Hallelujah. I need an amen. Can you do that? Woo. Praise God. Thank you, Brother David. <clears throat> and, the, and the news went out to these lowly shepherds. Fear not, fear not. I've got great 
news, wonderful news for you, which shall be to all people. And then it makes a statement. Listen to the statement. It struck me this week. For unto you, you lowly shepherds, unto you is born this day. The birth of a child is one of the most glorious and momentous occasions. Time seems to stop when a child is born. When our daughter Whitney was born and our son and David was born, it was incredible. It was spectacular. It's a life-altering moment. We were parents. Parents. These were our children born into our family. They were ours. They carried our name. They were a bundle of joy, but they were ours. They were born into us. Well, we shared them with grandparents, and we shared them with aunts and uncles, but uh, uh, they were our kids. Today, parents post pictures of their ultrasounds and and announcing the birth of their, the uh, impending birth of their child, and the child is coming soon, and they stayed on Facebook. We are expecting, and then they give a great big party about whether it's a boy or a girl. It's their kid. Amen. We're going to have a child. The child will be pronounced as theirs, but that's not what the angel said. The angel said, unto you. What a glorious statement. That Jesus Christ would be born unto you, would be born unto you, unto you, directly first to the shepherds, considered the lowest of the lows, amen, they were, they were the least of the least, but they were the first to know that unto you was born this day, unto you, how about the innkeeper that didn't have room for them, how about the innkeeper that with, with no intent to, to harm, still yet unto you, Mr. Innkeeper, is he born? How about unto the unsung hero, Joseph, that was going to need a savior? Unto you, Joseph, is born this day. How about Mary, the highly favored one that the Lord blessed to birth, amen, the Lord and Savior in this world? The simple girl who was at the center of everything. Unto you, Mary, you're going to need a savior. How about the monster? Herod that would later try to kill him. Amen. He is the evil of evil. Amen. But Herod unto you is born this day. Amen. Even though you attempted to kill him. How about the elders in waiting? How about Simeon? A just and devout man waiting for the consolation, the encouragement, the coming of Messiah, the one who holds on to hope even in his last years. How about Simeon that stayed faithful at the house of God waiting for a promise that he was just lingering there until the time he would have it. Luke 2, 26. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost, speaking of Simeon, that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, Messiah. And he came by the Spirit into the temple And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. 
which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Hallelujah. Unto you, Simeon. Unto you, aged Simeon. Unto you, aged Anna. Amen. Like, like Simeon, Anna was there, a prophetess. The Bible says, Luke says of her, of a great age. She was widowed early in her married years. Not very old in her married years. And then she stayed a widow, but she served God with fasting and prayers day and night, faithful and fervent. She gave thanks because she saw the redemption of Jerusalem. Whoa, what do you say? I say, unto you, Simeon, Christ is born. Unto you, Anna, Christ is born. Unto you, wise men that come from afar that would later see him. Amen. Unto you, a seeker, Christ is born. Unto you, visionary, Christ is born. Unto you, a worshiper, Christ is born. Unto you that are generous with your gifts, Christ is born. Let me say it even further. To everyone staying in Bethlehem, Christ is born. To everyone in Jerusalem, Christ is born. Let's bring it down to you and to me today. Jesus came for you. Jesus came for you. Mm. Not just unto heaven, not, un, not just unto Joseph and Mary, not just to Jerusalem, not just to Israel, but to Medora, to Indianapolis. For people like Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin, who shook his fist and said, there is no God, yet Jesus came for them. It was up to them to accept him and receive him. But he came for all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only. He was not born unto Mary and Joseph, but he was born unto you, to everyone. He was born unto you to show love to you. Romans 5 and 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He come unto you to show you a love unlike any others, to show you you matter, you're important, lowly shepherd, high exalted wise men, mad crazy uh, Herod, innkeeper, Whoever you are, whatever, whatever place you find in the story of human history, he came for you. He came for me. He came to uh, you to offer you forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1 and 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. He came that we might be set free from sin. He came, amen, that, that we would be made new. He came unto us that we would be made new. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, 
He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. He came unto you, and he came unto me. He took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. According to Matthew 8 and 17, he came to give us life more abundantly. John 10 and 10. He came to answer the demands of the law that sin was in our life, and the law demanded justice. But he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3 and 13. He came to deliver us from an evil age. Galatians 1 and 14. He came to bring us back to God and to destroy the works of the enemy. He came to be our near kinsman and our redeemer. Hallelujah for unto you is born this day. Unto you that are depressed, he is born this day. Unto you that are in despair, he is born this day. Unto you that are sick, he is born this day. Unto you that are sinners, he is born this day. Hallelujah. What are you saying? I'm saying he's here. He came. He came as a babe and he lived his life and then died on the cross to purchase our redemption. Unto you, for you, for me. Unto you. Unto you that are weary right now. With this mess of corona, unto you is born this day. For each of you, it is the gift of heaven. It is the gift of glory. He is the gift. He is the gift. Oh, thank God for the kindness that we show to each other and gift giving and, and, and thank the Lord for family. But please take a moment, stop with your family and tell them the reason we have joy today is because unto us is born. The reason we have peace today is because unto us is born. The reason that we have hope this evening is because unto us is born. Hallelujah. In a world that is filled with ebbs and flows, in a world that has lost its moorings and its, its morals, it's lost its ethics, it's lost its sense of right and wrong. Unto us is born this day. Unto us came the Redeemer of life. Unto us came the one that would reveal the glory of God. In the face of Jesus. In the face of Jesus. Let me just tell you today, I have never seen Jesus face to face. But yet I've looked him into his face through my heart. I've seen his mercy, his eyes of compassion, compassion that, that pierce my soul when he looks at me Though I am a sin-cursed person, he looks at me and he says, I love you. I came to redeem you. Do you know what it means to lay your sin aside? Do you know what it means to lay aside every evil thing that, 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 that lays upon your heart? Well, he came to take care of that. He came to take care of that. Matter of fact, the prophet said it this way. Very familiar scripture. We often read in the time of the Christmas season. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto you, do you see that? Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. It's a gift. A son is given. Why? And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. 
Do you need some counsel today? Is your life all messed up and turned upside down in this world that we're living in, in the confusion of, of all that is around us, from the politics to the, to the pandemic, all that is around us? He is, he's, he's still the wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God, the mighty God, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace unto us is born unto us a son is given the beauty of the christmas story is that it becomes personalized to you and to me it is not about a certain group of people the shepherds were a group of people the wise men were a group of people there was some really bad folks that were there. Herod was a bad man. Amen. The innkeeper was just not paying attention and he missed his opportunity. But yet, unto him was born. Unto him was born. Unto him. Unto those that rejected him, he was born. Oh, but to those that have received him, amen, he has given to us the power to become the sons of God. How, how does that happen, Pastor Gill? Well, as Peter said, very clearly, repent. Repent of your sins. What does that mean? That means I accept Christ and his forgiveness, and I change the way I live in my mind. I repent. I repent of what I have done because of what Christ has done for me. I accept his mercy and grace, and therefore by his power and by my decision, I turn. I turn away. Repent. And then he says, be baptized every one of you, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is not just to, to those of that day, but he said the promise is unto you, it is to your children and to them that are far off. We squabble and we bicker over this and that. But read the word clearly. It is to simply repent. Repent. Change your direction by the grace of God. Be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's for you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord, the incarnation of God, the manifestation of God, that he roped himself in flesh to make sure that we had a mediator, the man Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.